Hey sis, it is your internet cousin, your internet best friend. It's MK, it's Siren, it's SFB, however you know me, it is your girl, Markeela. And I'm so excited for today's episode. I just want to point out that we are starting this entire podcast, The Grow and Glow Girl with Three Headbangers. This episode is featuring Mache Basin. I met her at my very first Confidence Quest workshop and I followed her on Instagram and she just is like she's popping on the internet. She always brings awareness to issues that we should be paying attention to, but she does it in a way that's just real. It's not annoying, it's not too much. And I'm just so um over just overjoyed that we had the conversation that we had and that you guys can hear us talk about authenticity and some of the other things that um, just came out through our our connection. The entirety of this interview is not going to be in today's episode. I'm trying to keep these shows within 30 minutes. So the full interview will be available on YouTube and the link is in the description. I'm not going to talk too much longer because I want you guys to hear this amazing woman's point of view. Sit back and relax because it's time to glow and grow, girl. Uh, hey everybody, my name is Nishé Bazin, uh, born and raised in Chicago, well, a little town outside of Chicago called Oak Park. Okay. I'm an integrated marketing manager at an HR tech company called Norify, and I freelance write and content create on the side. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, the way that I, the one of the things that you posted on the internet that literally made me like stand mm-hmm. was this. Um, funnel, this mm-hmm. activism funnel, mm-hmm. and it was literally like a picture that showed like these different level of ways that you can engage with your community and in, in activism, and it was like a description, so mm-hmm. you could like see where you were on the, <laughs> on the funnel. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that literally was like the first thing that made me like like. Because you see people's pages, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, like, click, click, double mm-hmm. tag. But it made me, like, literally, like, okay, let me go on her page on yeah. a consistent basis yeah. to see what she's saying because um, activism is important to me. How did you get started with even thinking about activism or getting engaged? Yeah, I think, uh, I think I've always kind of been in this kind of mindset. I studied journalism in school. So always kind of had this curiosity about myself, which is why I chose journalism and I like to write. I was like, oh, I can talk about animals and then I can talk mm-hmm. about space and then I can talk about politics and then right. I can talk about fashion if I want to write a story about it. Yeah. Amazing. This is going to be perfect. And even on my graduation hat, I had um, passionately curious on my hat. You know how you can, like, you know how you can dress up your hat right. on graduation? So I put that and it's from... Um, Einstein, well, you know, he allegedly he said it. You know, I didn't mean misquoting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe misquoting these old dead Put figures. But uh, it said, I have no special talent. I'm only passionately curious. Mm. And that stuck with me. And I just thought, you know, I've, I'm just a curious kid. Whenever I read a headline, sometimes I'm like, hmm, like, what's more to this? Whereas mm-hmm. most people scroll past. Right. And I think that. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not shaming people that don't read the headlines. I think there's people like me who do mm-hmm. read the headlines so that we can amplify and say, hey, guys, this is what this thing said. Exactly. Did you know? This is what this is about. Yeah, and so uh, I've always kind of been, you know, a documentary film enthusiast. Mm-hmm. So I was always just like, 
wanting to learn things and documentaries was always a way for me to find out about something I would never have known about. Like mm-hmm. Dolphin. Yeah. Dolphin right. Finn. Was... What was that movie? I forgot. But you know, all those those animal right. the, activists. The, uh, the penguin movies that literally just watched the yeah. migrated movies. Yeah, stuff like that. Yes. So I think I've always been that kind of curious kid and yeah. I never saw myself as an activist. So even you calling me that is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I'm sure my friends will get a kick out of that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely nosy. And, like, the women that I have access to, I, like, I always try to figure out how I can, um, how I can connect with them. Mm-hmm. And I think this, this concept of paying attention, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't let things just, like, mm-hmm. glass over your yeah. eyes. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. It's something that I, I have feel deeply in my mm-hmm. soul mm-hmm. but like motherhood adulthood uh lazyhood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything that comes after the hood yeah i haven't been as engaged in my community mm-hmm. um but in in my core it's like i definitely don't mm-hmm. want to like elect the mayor who i don't know anything about mm-hmm. or even have an alderman whose name mm-hmm. i can't tell you right so to to be engaged in your community is something that I think a lot of people don't understand why it's so important. And then um, a year ago, I was a civics teacher in oh, wow. high school. Oh, nice. And like having to explain to kids why they should be engaged mm-hmm. in their community made me like infuriated because yeah. they just didn't. It's like, they're like, yeah. For what? I mean, I didn't care for a really long time. I mean, right. I remember being in college when Trayvon Martin died. Mm. And I remember I was in Florida, actually, I was in Miami. And, you know, he was killed in some mm-hmm. northern suburb in mm-hmm. Florida. And my dad was involved. He was on the he was on the ground at a rally because he has a nationally syndicated talk show. So he was a voice, a huge voice behind mm-hmm. that. So I remember, but I just didn't really care. Yeah. I remember when Sandra Bland died, but mm-hmm. I still wasn't really paying attention. But I was like, that's messed up. But it's like, I think, and I think that's fair. I think once we start paying our own bills, Man. we start paying attention. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, after hood, it's like adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> Motherhood, the hood, yeah, yeah. Like once you get the hood yeah. on, it yeah, gets man. real. Like, like car being a teenager stuff. is like yeah. a breeze, and then you get the yeah, hood. You, you get to be selfish because <laughs> you ain't paying nothing. Listen, you ain't got no struggles out here in these streets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think like um, there's a really beautiful thing about uh, citizenship that I I have started to try to convey to the kids that mm-hmm. I am engaged with, like. Being a citizen, right, mm-hmm. is this idea that you belong mm-hmm. to a land. Mm-hmm. Like, not like the land is something that you get to use mm-hmm. or that the land is a place that you get to kind of stay on top of. Mm-hmm. But it's saying, hey, everything about this country is a direct reflection of me. And if it's not a direct reflection mm-hmm. of me, I can work to make it so. Mm-hmm. Like, or, mm-hmm. you know, and the kids, when I, when I was trying to explain it to them, they're like, that's real deep. Yeah. <laughs> You no. do it too much. <laughs> they don't want to think that. They They're like, like I, I was born here. What else? I'm like, listen, um, it's your. This is your land. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that song? Yeah. Been? And they're like, but I know. think I think it's fair that kids don't think that it belongs to them because yeah. I think we think we, especially black and brown kids, they have to adhere to a certain behavior and exactly. speak and and action in order to belong. Right. Even us, we can't go into work any old way, girl. So how much it. does it belong to me if I have exactly. to adhere to? what you need my house is mine i get to walk around naked Mm -hmm. i get to clean it when i want i I gotta pay the bills of course 
it's really landlords but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, you know what I mean I am still indebted to somebody paying the rent but that's mine when I get to show up authentically as myself this like land that. this land isn't really ours because we don't get to show up authentically as black and brown people so actually when you, you pose that question about citizenship it is it, I yeah. think that I think that's why a lot of black people are you know that's this quote unquote woke I think right. we're like hold on yeah. like and I think people have been doing that this whole time right like people yeah. haven't just been getting woke but I think that's why a lot of people are going back to Africa right I think that's why a lot of Disney people are like around. buying African art yes you know and, and, and creating to create yeah for people we're to commute exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like creating um, quote unquote tribes like mm-hmm. I'm really big on like I I love. Um, I love engaging with people. I'm mm-hmm. a people person. But like the people who I spend my time with, open my soul mm-hmm. to engage with are people who, like you said, I can be authentic with. Mm-hmm. Because it's like it, it's too hard mm-hmm. to <laughs> put on these faces. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's too hard. Yeah. It's too much work. And I would much rather spend my time being deeply engaged yeah. instead, instead of... Yeah, editing myself before I speak or before I act. Trying to make sure that I'm not offending you because I just want to be who I am. And I, so for me, that that view of citizenship is like, yeah, like that's deep. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, how do we get to like be authentic? Like, what are some things that you do to be authentic? I think, um... I think choosing, you know, the right people to be around people, like you said, that you don't have to audit yourself, yeah. but people that you can have varied conversations with. Um, I said there was this woman, I just when you said something, she had this shirt on. Somebody, I think she was like a teacher or maybe she was a guest speaker, mm-hmm. and her shirt said, too tired to code switch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Actually, I'm so like, I was like, I need yes. to look on that shirt. Yes. But it's just like, you know, like, you know, that type of authenticity where it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to code switch. And I always go back to Ebony Janice on Instagram, Mm -hmm. who talks about who, you know, was kind of my revelation about code switching. She was like, if you, uh, if you code switch, whatever you are, that, that situation that you're in, it's not really authentically you. And so Mm -hmm. anything that you receive from that place isn't really for you. Wow. Because you're not showing up authentically, so what are you getting? Right. How is it going to benefit you truly? Yeah. Wow. So how has, like, this whole concept of authenticity and working toward activism, how has it changed just how you think and, like, your belief system? Yeah. Uh, That's a really good question. How has it changed my belief system? Well, first of all, I don't believe I'm an activist. Let me start. I'm going to make you an activist. (laughs) Because I don't think sharing things on social media makes you an activist. I think being in the physical spaces makes you I like one, that. Right? Like it just because I sell hair on Instagram doesn't mean I'm a wig maker. Right. <laughs> it means I sell the hair. Actually, it means, no. It means I share the hair. <laughs> Am I at the beauty shop? Right. Putting Put it, it in your head. Like, you know? So I'm not, I don't think that, I just think that I'm just trying to share what I'm learning. That's where I am right now. And I'm trying to learn myself to know, okay, what am I good at? And where am I at my highest value for the black and for the black community, especially Uh where, where am I at my highest value so that I can serve them? I do believe art is activism. I believe, you know, protests are activism. It's not something I don't really believe in protests. I believe in like 
action action and money yeah you know i was watching this video and this dude was like if you don't have money you can't make decisions listen and you can't i mean unfortunately we're in a capitalist society so true especially with chicago politics so that's what i'm that's the kind of activism i'm not saying you know of course writing you know without james baldwin without nikki giovanni without maya angelo like we would not have a you know so i think writing is important i think part of that is my activism Mm -hmm. i think I think not shopping at places that aren't for us Girl, is active. I think that that's with civil disobedience. You know, yeah. like, nope, I'm not going to like participate. Because then you're what? Messing up the money. Exactly. And you're, just, and you're giving the money back to black communities. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I Right. Or just small, smaller community. Your community. Mm-hmm. I, did, I read this article that was talking about how the local dollar travels around the community mm-hmm. eight times. Mm-hmm. versus when you go and say you shop at Walmart like I, I'm gonna shop at Walmart mm-hmm. obviously for mm-hmm. something but when you go and you say hey instead of giving Walmart four dollars for this umbrella I'm gonna go give it to the little boutique on mm-hmm. the corner and give mm-hmm. them twelve dollars mm-hmm. that twelve dollars in turn does work in the community mm-hmm. eight times mm-hmm. more whereas you go to Walmart right. it's, it's gone it's right it's never somewhere to be in seen China again. Yeah. yeah never to be seen again <laughs> So I like that you're saying you're pointing that out. Like we, we have to put our money where our mouth is. Mm-hmm. Like where where are you going? Where are you going to put your stuff at? Yeah, where where are you? Where's your physical dollar and where are you physically at? Like yeah. what are you doing on the weekends? Where are you yeah. helping? Who are you serving? Yes. You know where when also where are your values? You mm-hmm. know like because if you you can say you love your people, right. but what are you doing? Like what are you doing? How do you show that? Right. Yeah, I love that, and I'm I don't know if I would have been like a Marcus Garvey, mm-hmm. like Harlem Renaissance mm-hmm. person, like we got to bump this, <laughs> we grow this country, <laughs> or if I would have been like I don't know W. E. B. Du Bois, who like right. everything was like excuse me, black excellence. Mm-hmm. I don't really know mm-hmm. because it's hard to say you know what what I would have mm-hmm. done, but now I absolutely like you said I'm I'm all in in my community. Like mm-hmm. I want to go to events by other black people, mm-hmm. put on by other yeah. black people that are sh- showcasing other mm-hmm. black people. Yeah, exactly. And I wanna I wanna give other black women voices or who have voices. Mm-hmm. I just want to connect with them, mm-hmm. right? And that's really what glow and grow is, right? So it's like I keep calling you this activist because I see that in you. But it's not just that. It's also because if that's who you're growing and mm-hmm. who you're blessing me to grow into, then I'm just going right. yeah. to put, put my pen in that spot. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that is it for me. Um, and I hope that other women do that with me. Like, okay, she keeps talking about being confident. She keeps talking about this happy, bold life. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to support what I see in her, mm-hmm. blossoming in her and growing in her. Oh, man. That and, means so much to me. Thank you. Yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you for seeing, seeing the woman I'm becoming. I appreciate that. Sometimes you don't even see it yourself. Yeah. And you know, or you hard. downplay it. Um, I feel like growth is a really hard thing for people to, to stand in. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. you can say, like, yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard for us to say, no, this is, this is where I've come from. So I wanted to take a quick pause to pay some bills. The Glow and Grow Girl is giving opportunities for advertising and promotion. Check the link in the bio if you want to highlight your business on this show where women are given the space to glow and grow. That's it, girl. I'm going to let you get back into that warm and fuzzy conversation right about now.
Um, what advice would you give somebody who's like you, who's like in the process of growing, not just in activism, but in being engaged in and being like awake, mm-hmm. quote unquote? Yeah, and just kind of, yeah, and putting their feet on the ground and valuing community like they say they want right. to, you know, actually doing the work. Yeah. And I would just point you guys to my civic to engagement funnel, funnel, which on we my will Instagram. absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, follow me on Mache underscore B. I love uh, it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the civic engagement funnel, it just, <clears throat> I broke it down into six parts. And the first thing is that you become aware, right? Mm-hmm. You become aware of the problem. Oh, Flint doesn't have clean water. Still. Like, for real. Still. Still. Like, <laughs> but, you know, when we first found out, though, like, yo, what? Flint, what? you know what I mean? No, nobody knew that. If you exactly. don't live there, you didn't know. Nobody had it. Fair. Clear. I did not know. And then you start to consider what's happening and you start to have an interest. And so then you begin to engage with the content. You know, mm-hmm. you see something and you're like, oh, what's that? And you see this little girl, little Miss Flint. Oh, what's she doing? She's cute. Let me click this video. And you're like, oh, wow, she's really serious about right. this. Totally you know, and this. she's really trying to rally people. Right. And so you start to become interested in it. Obviously, almost anything you hear like that would strike a chord in you because you're a human. Exactly. Right. And you care about people. People are sick. Right. And so then you. And then if your interest is so uh, so big that you start to want to become educated in it, and so you start to you know seek activity where you can mm. gain some knowledge, you mm. read more blogs, you look you look up YouTube videos about mm. Flint and Michigan, and how long has this been going on? And you know this is where you get into your YouTube tunnel, or right. your, your yes. Google tunnel, <laughs> and then you know once you're learning about it, you obviously want to discuss it. You're like, oh my God, does anybody know that this is happening? And while you're getting educated, you're probably following Little Miss Flint, right? Right. And so you go into her comments and you're talking about it with other people. With other or people. you go to a rally or something where people are talking about it. And this discussion is, you know, you start to formulate opinions and then you seek out people to kind of discuss these issues with. And when you're discussing these issues, you start to form a community mm. of like-minded people who mm. also really care. And I think that's the most important part about activism or advocacy or being a civically engaged person that you need the community there Mm -hmm. because if you don't you kind of forget and you need these kind of people to hold you accountable and support you i like that um so this this is where uh the support the the fifth part of the funnel comes into play you become a supporter uh you're getting in you're getting involved at the event you're telling people hey there's gonna be an event this weekend come by yeah right you're rallying now and then you you know and then number six the advocacy the activism you know you are committed now to justice related to this issue you're calling people you're calling your political people yeah you're telling people you're trying to find bills and stuff that Mm -hmm. are being voted on about or legislation or you're writing about it or you're protesting people that aren't helping you know whatever mm-hmm. that whatever that advocacy might look like that's how you get engaged you know awareness incredible interest interest that then leads to education education that leads to discussion and community and then support and then advocacy i love it i love it so it all starts with um like you said just being curious mm-hmm. about yeah. a thing or yeah. maybe even the it's slapping you like yeah Flint 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 did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What are some of the things that you are engaged in and that are important to you? Um, I think that's just loving my blackness, Mm -hmm. which I had to learn, right? Growing up in a predominantly white neighborhood, uh, not even a neighborhood, but in a school, which is your life. I was one of two and a half black people. Mm-hmm. You know, I dated a Mexican kid that was in school. He was my first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I always felt othered, but I was also 
cool. I was a cool black girl. Mm-hmm. I was I was accepted into the into the circles, and mm-hmm. so I was different. Right. But also, I othered myself from other black people. Right. You know, saying, "Oh, well, I don't belong to my own community because right. my hair looks like mm-hmm. this, and my body is shaped like this, mm-hmm. and I dance like this." Yeah. Which is anti-black in nature, and my current boyfriend had to tell me that he's like, "You know, you have a lot of." It backed up uh, anti-blackness and I'm like damn yeah. you're right like, and being able to like to see that yeah, in yourself which it's, is it's completely re- it's completely reshaped my life yeah because I used to think that you know black girls didn't really like me and it was just a way to distance myself which right. is what whiteness wants right it wants me to distance myself exactly. from the community it from wants, your community it wants it wants me to date mm. their men it mm-hmm. wants me to put my resources and my love and my time yes. and my and energy, all, your energy all of my magic into exactly. them yeah where they'll devalue it yeah i mean that's that's kind of the the system that has made you not authentic mm-hmm. right in your space right not made you feel like your space will accept you mm-hmm. so now you you have to go and parse yourself off in these spaces that don't really have nothing for you no way don't Exactly. Girl, I got nothing for you. You just said it. You just said <laughs> and it. And what's so crazy is I was the the non acceptable black girl. Mm-hmm. Like I had I, my high school was like very literally fifty fifty, like fifty mm-hmm. percent white, fifty percent mm-hmm. black, and like um, literally on multiple occasions I was called the angry. Multiple occasions I was called the angry black girl, mm-hmm. and I, it was just like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> like what you want me to do? Right, you're not gonna talk about the Holocaust in comparison to slavery. Oh no, we're not doing that. You ain't doing that. <laughs> and I don't care that I'm 15 and my teacher is Jewish. I don't care. Please, somebody she come was and up get in me. There starting <laughs> in history class, like, y'all. It was like, are y'all kidding me? Is this really where we going with this? <laughs> oh no. Uh, but like learning, learning to. Like see see you because mm-hmm. that uh, there's an episode coming out not this month but next month called setting your own poop like mm-hmm. it's hard to see you mm-hmm. like to look at yourself and say this is this is a part of my authenticity that isn't good mm-hmm. that I actually have to own up to mm-hmm. and say this is real yeah. with other women and other people and other you know humans in my tribe mm-hmm. um, but there's like something really beautiful mm-hmm. about being able to say like hey because that was something I dealt with now in my authenticity I am working really hard mm-hmm. to bring awareness mm-hmm. to how even I was sucked into right. this like um, ideology that I'm not enough mm-hmm. like just who I am, where I am is is not enough. Mm-hmm. Man, that's really cool. Yeah. This is my favorite part of the show. It is the glow or grow portion of our episode where we put a truth or dare twist on conversations with women who are in the process of sharing their story. So today's Glow or Grow is all about connecting the past to the future. It's all about being introspective. For those of you who are new to the show and have maybe never heard this segment, um, the Glow portion of the show is where I give my guest an opportunity to pat herself on the back 
to, um, you know, glow up for a little minute, to go into the middle of the circle and twerk, <laughs> if you will. And the grow section of this episode is where I give the guest an opportunity to really think about her past, to, you know, explore her maturation, to view how she has overcome some trials or triumphs. It's really just an opportunity for her to have a moment of looking at her past and connecting it with her future or her present. So a lot of the questions will have to do with um, negative um, experiences or overcoming things, trials or triumphs. Um, this show is all about transparency. It's all about um, the perspectives of women. And so this really, for me, is the crux of why I started the, this entire podcast in the first place. I am like too geeked up for you guys to hear Mache's responses to the glow or grow questions that were posed. Get into it. Um, when was the first time that you felt like a better ancestor for future women? Ooh, that's good. That is our glow question. Okay, okay. You felt like a better ancestor for our future women. So when did I feel like a better ancestor? Um, I think just feeling confident in myself, mm. right? And being like, yo, I'm actually, you know, like I, I wrote something and I'm like, that was you good. Did. I was like, hold oh, on, I got skills. I did that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did. Look at that paragraph. Um, yeah, I think just doing that, I think because my mother was so, I can see how much she undervalued herself. Mm, yeah. And I see it, uh, I see it even now, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think, just being like, look at me doing this and mm-hmm. look at me being amazing at it. And is, not being afraid to. And not that. being afraid to. And my mother, before she was pregnant with me, uh, was working at Jewel, uh, at Dominic's. Mm. I don't know, Chicago. Right. It's, it's <laughs> okay. our grocery store right. now. <laughs> um, Dominic's or Jewel. I, actually, I think it might have been Jewel. But you know, Dominic's became Dominic, Jewel. Right, Jewel right. became Dominic's. I think it was Jewel. But she used to work at Jewel as a cashier and her boss told her, hey, uh, you know, we'll send you to Michigan to go to school. Like, they kind of were going to give her some sort of incentive, maybe a stipend, something, and my mother didn't take it, and I don't know why. She's not college-educated, and she didn't go. Thank God she didn't go, because then she right. would have met my dad on the CTA. Yeah. You know, things <laughs> happen, but you know what I mean? And so my mother didn't do that, and now I'm here, and maybe I'm meant to be living out that sort of fervent confidence in myself and whenever somebody gives me an opportunity I'm gonna take it yeah so I think you know writing and being confident in my writing and and taking opportunities to be on things like this and like to speak and people like hey do you want to run this workshop yeah yeah I'm doing it I'm gonna go out and do it yeah I love that um like your your way to be a better ancestor has to do with just like actually mm-hmm. saying like praising yourself mm-hmm. like I'm I'm good I think I think it has to be I'm only 28 so yeah. you know I think you know when I'm 57 yeah. you know I'll be like I helped this sister you know I built yeah. first of all like I built this business that helps know. women you know yeah. what I mean that's what I'm <laughs> that's what it'll be at 57 <laughs> but right now I'm trying to know myself so I can yeah. give my community what it needs yeah and that's 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 
beautiful. I think for so many women, like you said, we are we are raised by women who haven't done the work to say like, hey, like the uh, like Maya Angelou. The her poem was so like amazing because she was saying she was phenomenal. Yeah, like it's just yeah. it's just the poem of her saying like I'm going in my hips, girl. right? Like the curve in my back, like it's just a, it's a poem about yeah. yeah. But that's so amazing because a lot of women we just don't do that. Mm-hmm. We don't take the time to look at ourselves and to say like, girl, you better. <laughs> That's why black women's compliments are so pure. Listen, it's like, like I will you. I I I I hate high school graduations that don't let the mama go. Like that's my baby, (laughs) because you need that moment with your mama. Like I definitely remember my cousin. Sure, sure, you did. (laughs) You need the moments. (laughs) Like it's absolutely important. Affirmations. I see you as an affirmation. Yeah. I say that. I see you. That's an affirmation. Hello. That's a to let a person know that like they're not being ignored. Yeah. Is, like I see the effort. Listen, girl. That I is, see you. Um, I don't know. Was it Avatar where they like completely turned that I see you? What, yeah. what was the movie? Uh, it was Avatar. It's like, it's y'all, all like listen. Yeah. No, you don't see her. We've been, we've been here. <laughs> we've been doing this. Right. <laughs> um. This is about like a personal low or an obstacle, okay? Mm -hmm. So it says, describe yourself in three words when you weren't winning. So three words when you weren't winning. When you were like, oh. I mean, I feel like y'all have heard all these adjectives before. (laughs) Um, It's not so much a word, but um, an island, Mm. maybe. I I isolate myself often because I think I have to get myself out Mm. of this. It's my job Mm -hmm. and not leaning on people. And actually, hold on. (laughs) Things are coming. The universe is sending me. It's coming together, girl. It's coming together. I just, I had a, I'm, uh, I grew up as a Baptist. Mm. um, And uh, I always uh, was like, I can find truth everywhere. You know, mm. I can find truth everywhere. So I looked to I looked to Buddhism and I would look to yoga. I have Sanskrit tattooed on me, mm-hmm. and now I practice um, African religion, mm-hmm. and I have like a family now, and so I feel really grounded in that. Mm-hmm. But I went to an astrologer as well because I'm just I'm always just trying to find answers seeker. wherever. Yeah. Exactly, I'm just a seeker. And so my astrologer told me she said you have to learn to be okay being dependent. Mm. And I was like, that is so me. I'm just like, I have to, and me, me right. and my partner are going through that. now. I was like, well, why didn't you tell me yeah. you needed me? And I'm like, well, I didn't think that I could ask you. Mm. I didn't think I could ask you because you're doing so much for me already. You're already paying bills. How can I ask you to help me out of myself, out, mm-hmm. of this, out of this hole that I've created for myself? Mm. So I think, yeah, an island, self-deprecating, the third word. <laughs> I um, love, I love, love, love. That that honesty because yeah. a lot of us like um, as this generation because we're trying to do things that our parents don't necessarily have language for. Mm-hmm. It's like I, you can't help me. Mm-hmm. So now we feel afraid to reach out to other people in like vulnerability, like mm-hmm. to just open up ourselves in yeah. in that freedom. Um and that's one of the like when my husband and I when I when I speak to him, if I don't feel safe, mm-hmm. like it's like it may not be your fault. Right. 
it may literally be my fault, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel safe mm-hmm. to tell you that my big toe was hurting me mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. my new thing it was. And it's like we we have to start learning how to be open in our growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so hard to do. Oh my god! Because I talk about you said vulnerable. I'm all about like. Y'all will see me on my page. Vulnerability and accountability. Uh-huh. That's me. Those are my values. Yeah. But, like, I couldn't even be vulnerable with my this person that I sleep in the that bed you absolutely with. love. Right. Like, it's not, like, this thing that you're just always good yeah. at. Like, no. you, 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 there's patterns we've created. Yes. So, when I feel like I, I don't have my world, when I don't feel de- independent, mm-hmm. I start to grasp in on myself. Way. Yeah. yeah. So, for me, it's, like, learning to be okay with growing in public. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. Growing in public is not an easy thing, especially when you know you want to do things like create businesses for women, because that's that's you literally saying like, not just for you, but for other people. Man, man, man. <laughs> we just went. We just that was went it. Off. That was the and dropped the mic. Passed <laughs> off. We just went <laughs> off. Um, I am so 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 very grateful that you let me take some of your time. Oh please. I do not take it for granted when I get a chance to pick the brains of women in my community. They're so amazing. Okay, (laughs) so tell us all about your workshop. Tell us about where we can find you, where we can get your written work. Like, girl, take the next however long to (laughs) spill yourself, girl. So I am in Chicago, Chicago Chicago-based, but uh, I take clients uh, from anywhere in the world. I am a social media manager, a writer, and a content creator. I will write your video scripts, your webinar scripts, an article for your piece, uh, create a nice IG story template for you. I got a little graphic design skills. I just know the programs, right? I'm just a resourceful person. And what I really love about social media is that if people use it with with accountability and with Mm -hmm. transparency and with authenticity and value, when you're providing those four things to your audience, I think then you create loyal people who are inclined to change. Yeah. Right? You're not just this person they see online. You're you're a per you're a person with value and who is uh you know deeply trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I really so because of that I'm really interested in lifestyle brands, yeah. wellness entrepreneurs like yourself. Yay. <laughs> you know um you know kind of public figures who who have a great message but maybe just don't know how to articulate it just right. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to like write scripts for you write Instagram um, uh, copy for you and yeah all of these services are on my website michae.net that's m-i-c-h-a-e dot net yes it'll Um, be in the description as well yes you can find all of my social media on there if you just scroll down to the bottom um, all my photographs are by my lovely partner Dustin. Yes, Dustin. Um, he does <laughs> photography and cinematography. Actually, he's trying to do. He's about to do my video, so I'm really yes. excited about that. Listen, <laughs> I'm all for the team, baby. Yes. You and the team, let's work it out. <laughs> so yes, Michelle.net. It's like Michael. But without the L. Ah. For some reason, people still get that confused. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I'm trying to make it easier. <laughs> Listen, right? it's not our Michael so, yes. without the L. Uh, uh, on Instagram, M I C H A E underscore B. Uh, I post there pretty frequently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank we you had a for great coming. time, girl. Yay. I'm excited for you. Yay.